Good morning. You're listening to Morning Musings on Divine Mercy Radio with Matthew Hogan. And now, here's Matthew. Good morning, everyone. This is Matthew Hogan, and welcome back. Today, I'm talking with Bill Mayer a bit about communication and relationships. So, let's jump in. People my age, we do have all of this interaction, all of this community that is built up, because like that's what it's literally called across basically every platform, is a social media community. Yeah. But like, what is a community like when it's not in person? And people are trying to figure that out. But one thing that we absolutely have is we have a community in the Catholic Church already that people can experience, and something that a lot of people my age are finding in the Catholic Church, whether that be at like the local Newman Center or the Camo Catholic Campus Center here, in Fort, here at Fort Hayes or at the Catholic colleges like the Ave Maria University that I'm going to, Benedictine College, which we have here locally in Kansas. All of these colleges and places are building up these incredible, vibrant communities where I'm just seeing so many people who are my age or a little bit older, a little bit younger, and they're building up these lifelong connections and these things that are like, that are like, I've seen pictures from some of the people who I know who've gotten married recently, and there will be dozens of people who are from their community, either at the campus center or from their college, who go there, even if it means traveling halfway across the country and it's like that's that's powerful yep. to see stuff like that because the communities are being built and they are there and the internet is helping connect you even when you're far away at times yeah and but there is an incomplete aspect to it and I think one of the ways we can see that is you know when we went to online masses mm-hmm. and you weren't actually in full communion because you were not receiving communion there's been a group that have never come back to mass and thought that they could do it themselves at home with just watching Mass. You're seeing what the difference between participating in the full communion uh, and the Eucharist versus watching it on, on TV and trying to participate from there looks like. And so so those would be my concerns is that connections is good, but you got to have relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, and then when you talk about basketball, you know, one of the things I spend the most time doing as a coach is building relationships between players. This morning, I just gave them a, a talk because I felt like we didn't play very good the other night. And I felt like the reason we didn't play very good the other night was we weren't connected. Yeah. And I said, you know, teams that win are when you have five guys that care about each other, that play for each other, that sacrifice for each other. And that's when you have a chance to win, in, in particularly in a, a team sport like basketball. I work really, really hard when I work with young people to create relationships. That's probably the number one thing I work on, even above X's and O's as a coach anymore, because young people are not good at creating relationships and you can't get through tough times without relationships. And the season's going to have up and downs. Their lives are going to have up and downs. And, and so many of them would actually tell you, hey, I got great connections. I have great relationships, but they don't. And they don't recognize the difference between what a real relationship looks like. And so then when we try to bring them to relationship with Christ, well, I know a lot about him. Oh, I've studied this. Oh, I can tell you the Ten Commandments. Oh, I can, you know, tell you this or that. But they have no understanding of who God is, what they are to God, and how to trust God with their lives and pray, really. I mean, and to extend the basketball analogy a little bit further, I think, and cover that a little bit more, is like so much of our modern day, especially with sports coverage and stuff, you'll see on the television television is it's all focused on like who can score the most points or who can do this or that. I've always been obsessed with defense in every single team sport I play. Like when it comes to basketball, I'd rather just be guarding someone the entire time. I really don't care about scoring that much. Drive some of my teammates crazy when I'll play <laughs> basketball because they'll just be like, why don't you, why do, why whenever you get the ball offensively, do you just dump it off to someone else? And it's like, because I don't really care about shooting. It's not fun and I'm not good at it. If I shoot, I'm just going to miss and feel bad. <laughs> and they're like, okay, fine, whatever. You do you, you're kind of a strange player. 
there, but like that's that's what I want to do is yeah. focus on the defense. And we never focus on players like that. Like one of the things that's obsessed with basketball, people my age, they're like Steph Steph Curry, he's the best player of all time. And I'm like, all he did was like basically perfect the idea of three point shooting. And if you look at his gameplay, it's still team focused, which makes it really good. He knows how to get open and take a good three pointer. Yeah, he can take some stressed and crazy ones sometimes. And for some reason, those are the ones that end up on the highlight reel. But I'm like the best three pointer I've seen when I watched his gameplay is the ones where he's communicating with his team and they get to the ball to him when he's open and it's just an easy drain. Yep. That's so cool to me because it shows the teamwork. But so many people are obsessed instead with that. Look at how he did it one on one. Look at this particular thing. And you see that with basically every player that's big and important nowadays. And they stress like this single player performance. And there was this one time, too, when I was coming out of high school and I forget which player it was. But there was one guy who was, for whatever reason, like a four or five star recruit that K-State was looking at. And we were we were looking I was looking at some of his gameplay. And for some reason, like some of his highlights, he'd just stand on the offensive side of the court and his teammates would get the ball back, chuck it down to him, and he'd just make a shot from wherever he wanted. And I'm like, that's just practice. Yeah. That's not basketball. That's not team play. Yep. And I actually did not like that guy at all because of that. Because I'm like, I just want to play defense. Like, come on. <laughs> Where, where's your sense of defense? And he just wanted to do offense. But he still was recruited well because he was a good athlete, which was just unfortunate, I thought. Because everybody's focused on the scoring, the solo, the individual. When a major part of basketball, and what I think makes it such a special sport, along with basically every well-designed team sport out there, is the community, is the ability to sacrifice for the other people, and is the ability to put yourself literally on the line, your body on the line for the other people around you. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. And 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 I think it's a lost art. And and when it's done really well, it's it's beautiful. Um, you know, I always tell our young guys, I've seen a lot of tears in the locker room when the last game goes down, and I've never seen tears of wishing I got further or that we won more. It's tears that this is the last time. Uh, it's tears of seniors. This is the last time I'll play with these guys. You know, and and I think that's our our goal in life is to have those relationships where when something ends, it's sad not because the opportunity or the event itself was enjoyable, but because the people who are there with us, are, it's enjoyable. And, and, you know, I think about that, you know, death is a natural thing that you think about that a little bit. You can tell the difference when you go to a funeral of someone who had a family that was active and loving and was connected with his community because there's a lot of people who show up and a lot of people who are very sad to see him go because they will no longer in this life interact with that person versus someone who probably lived maybe a better life, had, you know, a jet, had a, all sorts of whatever, but there's no one there because he didn't have relationships. And I fear that our kids look at that kind of life and say, man, that's an awesome life. You know, he had billions of dollars, but he didn't have any relationships with anybody. He had a billion dollars and no relationships. To me, that's really sad. But I don't think our young people oftentimes look at that, which I think is, is very similar to the just wanting to score highlight reel sort of thing in basketball, too. It's, it's you know, I bet you Steph is, a, I don't know him, but I bet he's a great teammate and I bet you love playing with him just because of the way he plays. Well, like you mentioned the funerals, the thing is, is like one thing that always kind of amazed me when I was doing, when I was serving at the cathedral, we'd get called up to serve funerals frequently. And one time there was a guy who died who we actually kind of knew because he was a parishioner and he was around and he was active. But the thing about him was, is he was just well known throughout the community because he, throughout his entire life, had made an effort to make community and relationships. He wasn't rich. 
He didn't do anything particularly special, but the cathedral was packed for this guy's funeral. And it was just a powerful moment of like how much somebody just taking their time to meet other people, ask how their day is, and how much making connections like that over time can actually affect other people to the point that a very large church, the cathedral, which holds, I don't even know how many people, it's a lot, can be absolutely jam-packed with your family and friends and people who knew you throughout your life. And then I've also been to the funerals where, like you said, it's like you can tell the person had money or whatever. And it's just, it's just, it's just quiet. Nobody's there. It's the cantor doing the music. It's me. It's me and Ben doing the serving and it's father doing the homily and father knew the person and will say something that's reasonably like touching about the person, but like almost nobody else there seems to care. And it's just sad how that can be different that way. Yeah. I, I think again, social media sells our kids on the idea. You don't need anybody else with you. You know, in fact, they hold you back. Relationships hold you back. Don't get married. It's going to hold you back. Don't have friends. They'll hold you back. You just keep going on your own. And again, I think that's Satan. And it's a very sad life when it's over. I think about, you know, we just moved my grandmother into a, a nursing home and, and we all get to visit her and, and go be around her. And I think about the difference between like, you know, she could be a billionaire and she's going to end up in that same situation, but doesn't have people who love and care about her. And she's just going to sit in the bed in an empty room all by herself. And no money is going to bring anybody to visit you at that point. And it just kind of, you know, something we should think about as, as we make decisions in life about relationships and things, you're never going to regret building relationships with people around you. Uh, but I think you'll regret a lot not building relationships. We will now return to the Sunrise Morning Show.